Building an online business is more than branding, content, and sales. It's what happens behind the scenes during the highs and lows that make or break your business. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, and this is The Kim Doyle Show. I'll be sharing my own journey of 10 plus years growing an online business, as well as talking to entrepreneurs who are on the ground, creating, building, and showing up every day. Remember, do business as only you can do. Let me ask you guys a question. How many times have you come across somebody's work online and you just kind of fall in love with it because it looks so awesome? Yeah, that's Paul Lacey. And bonus points to Paul. He's just an awesome guy. I hadn't realized until we did this interview that he and I hadn't actually had a, like, just a chit chat, the two of us. It was so fantastic. You're in for a real treat today. You guys enjoy Paul Lacey and hang on to the end where I've got some more links for you. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Kim Doyle Show. Yeah, of course, I'm going to say it again. I'm crazy excited about today's interview, but for so many different reasons. One is this is the first time that I have had the good fortune of actually getting to talk to my guest, and I would say friend. We've connected online, had chats. I love what he's doing. So it's always fun for me to get to do this uh, in person. So my guest today, I'm not going to call you Princess Unicorn, even though that's what Zencaster's calling you. <laughs> my, guest, my guest today is Paul Lacey of Dickie Bird Studio. So, Paul, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks, Kim. I'm, I've got the biggest smile on my face at the moment with that intro. That was so nice. Thanks very much. You're very welcome. And what, because I called you Princess Unicorn? I'm just kidding. I, Paul has this, this like thing about using the unicorn emoji, and literally that's what his name says in Zencaster, so it's... It's fun. Um, And we just got done talking for 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, we need to record. So we're going to jump in. So Paul, you know, I always ask my guests this. I love hearing the backstory and you've got a a great story. So if you could share with the audience kind of what you were doing before Dickie Birds, I'd I'd love to hear that. Sure. Okay. How far, do you want me to go all the way to the beginning? (laughs) Well, unless you want to, well, you could give us your birthday. We could send you birthday cards, but you can go back to, how about your, your professional career? (laughs) Sure, sure. When we started Dickie Birds, something like that, yeah. Well, what were you doing? Yeah, up to Dickie Birds. Like, what were you doing before then? Okay, so probably ten years, ten years before Dickie Birds, I was um, I was at university and went on a uh, work placement, like a free work placement, and um, it turned out that I ended up in a web design company, which was just total ran, just total random. I used to work in a kind of record shop at the time, and then. I was going to go, I was going to, you know, do this work placement and um, university made us do it. And I was going to go back to this little town called Redditch, which is kind of a bit of a joke town in, in the UK, and work at this food factory that I'd worked at for the year prior to university, which was like just putting sauce in pots and something like that. Because I wanted to cheat the system. I wanted to get paid for my work placement and everyone else was going to proper companies that were good for their career, but wouldn't get paid. And I wanted to get, you know, £5 an hour. And... Um, and I was sitting next to my friend in the uh, record shop where he had records. And um, and Simone, this, this girl next to me, was like, are you nuts? What are you doing? Right. And so she was like, um, my boyfriend works at a web design company in Nottingham. So why didn't you just speak to them and um, and maybe go there? I was like, web, web design's cool. Uh, I don't know what it is, uh, but I love the internet because this was like 2000 and uh, – no, it wasn't. It was 1998 okay. or 99. I'm all, so... You're really going to make me feel old if you say it's 2000 something. <laughs> <laughs> it was ages ago no and um so it's 1998 1999 and um 
and so I went to I went to speak to them, and they said, you know, come along and you can do this. And I, I did that. And then basically, what happened was I went to this web design company, and then while while I was there, they were developing this kind of little website called Kids Online, which sounds really dodgy, but it was actually <laughs> like <laughs> you wouldn't call that you wouldn't call it Kids Online now, but. Um, so it was kind of like a kids magazine website thing, you know, reviews of music and computer games and stuff like that. And they were like, um, do you want to kind of, after your placement, we, you know, we need a cheap person uh, who will, <laughs> who knows a little bit about web design and you do because you've worked with us for eight weeks, who will help us with the website, you know, putting content on and doing reviews and stuff like that. And so I obviously took the job and they gave me a proper salary. It was amazing. And um, so back then, I will tell you, they gave me, uh, twelve thousand pounds pro rata, which turned out for the hours I was doing was eight thousand pounds a year, and I was still a student, and I just couldn't believe my luck. It was amazing. So I worked for this company. I got to go to the cinema and do things like music, you know, film reviews, and then go to gigs, do music reviews, and then just write stuff up on a website, make little flash games. It was amazing. So anyway, that kind of capitulated in the um, the dot com uh, boom and bust, and I went through a few different dot-com companies so that was that was amazing fun seeing the dot-com boom just being right there and stuff in the in the thick of it you know and going from one company to another and uh and then in the end 10 years after that i was still working in various different web design companies i'd worked in the arts sector i'd worked in agencies and stuff like that and i was working for this agency and it was way too far to to travel every day and i basically really loved working with them but i just said i'm gonna quit because I can't, you know, do this traveling every day. I didn't have a job to go to or anything. And um, I just became a, a freelancer for a month. That was the plan. I will just freelance for a month and I will do the work that I was doing for them. I was freelance for the rest of the month. And then 10 years, so then that's where it started. And then, uh, you know, here I am, however many years it is later, something like 12 years later or something. And I'm still in that first month as a freelancer. <laughs> but um, <laughs> So I think one thing just led to another and then after about two years, some different things happened. I'd been doing freelancing for agencies and I needed to kind of, for those agencies, they needed more resource. And I said, shall I try and hire some other freelancers and work with them to produce your websites? And we did that. And then after various different things and some some kind of major kind of breakdown of, of, a, of a big team of totally unreliable freelancers that I got, <laughs> everything, everything went completely disastrous. Um, I had to kind of, I more or less got fired from all of the agencies I was working for. And for the ones that I didn't get fired from, I felt so glum that I kind of fired them instead. <laughs> and um, and I was left with me and Peter. Uh, he was like one of the freelancers who was, um, who was actually really, really reliable and really had my back when I needed it. And he was based in Poland at that time. And he flew over to the UK and we met at Luton Airport. And um, we decided in a hotel room after a couple of beers. So it wasn't like that, but you know, we, <laughs> we we'd been for some beers, and then we went back to the hotel room to carry on the discussion and stuff like that. And we basically decided there and then we would start a company in the UK called Dicky Birds because he's called Peter and I'm called Paul. And that's the, there's an old nursery rhyme that's um, you know two little Dicky Birds sitting on a wall, one named Peter, one named Paul. <laughs> so that's where that yeah that's where that came from. And uh, so we were super happy. We'd started Dickie Birds and we just carried on doing what we were doing before, which was uh, white, pure white label web development for, for other agencies. And we carried on doing that. 
and then we got a few direct clients. And we, we did that for about seven years. And over those seven years, something slowly started going wrong for our agency. And I think it was, um, I'd describe it as a kind of slow breakdown of the agency brand, a slow breakdown as me as a person as well. I think Peter was all right, but, <laughs> well, I, but for me. I was yeah. just going to say really quick, the slow breakdown, because we talked about that before. And mm. and I, I, I think, I don't know, for anyone who's done this freelancing solo piece, it, I don't know. I think it hits you, right? I think everyone's journey, whether it's at three years, at seven years, at 10 years, there is this, that's the best description I've heard of it is a slow breakdown because something just starts feeling off and things stop working the way they were working, but you can't pinpoint, at least that was my experience. So sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted to point that out. I think it's a, that's a great description. I think we've all been there. Exactly. You know, I, I kind of look back on it and think, I think, you know, I probably had some kind of mental breakdown over that time, but I don't know when it was. It just, I just got to a point, you know, where you kind of, you think I've lost my own identity. And I think that my company doesn't really have an identity anymore as well. Just, you know, what are we doing? We're just, and I said to you earlier, you know, we we were just like a, a web design company bucket and if someone would throw a job at us, we would just hold the bucket out and catch it. And it didn't matter what the brief was. We had no kind of, uh, no no niche, no spe- spe- uh, special kind of skill as such. We would just do anything to pay our bills. And we had absolutely no marketing, no, uh, nothing really. It was all just word of mouth. And I think that you can never really truly grow with just word of mouth marketing, I think you need to at some point do something that gives you the boost that you had the day you decided to go from nothing to something. And then you kind of need another boost somewhere along where you make a decision and something else happens. And then you kind of, you know, re reassess what your brand is and stuff like that. But I think that you would probably never, someone else said this to me, a guy called uh, Vikas Jar actually, who um, creates this product series called Allure. And we've been talking and stuff. And he said to me, actually, you will never grow your agency with your address book. Um, it will, you will, you'll be able to continue as you go and you'll just keep getting work, but you will just kind of stay the same. And, and that will, it will be a kind of, you'll keep paying the bills, but you'll generally be mentally sort of going downhill probably because you're kind of just not going anywhere. So can, can I jump in really quick with that? Yeah. It, well, it's interesting you say that because you know, the, the marketing piece, I mean, you've heard my story enough that I never wanted to do websites, right? But probably the last, and I'm not a developer, I had a team, but I liked WordPress and liked content, right? But probably the last, I don't know, three or four years of the WordPress chick, I did not have a portfolio on the site. But because I did so much content and marketing, I, I got work, I never, ever marketed websites, ever. But it, yeah. I would get work because of the branding and 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 even the last couple of years when I stopped really talking about how to do this with WordPress and how to do that with WordPress. Um, so just to your point, and that was an accidental. I'd love to tell you I was strategic in that. It was just I don't want to put this up. I don't want this work. And <laughs> you know, Kim, Kim being pissy. But um, anyways, yeah. so so you had this this breakdown and realized okay, feeling kind of stuck. What happened next? Exactly. I think um, I think we just got to a point where I was just getting so disillusioned with all the work that we were doing that I kind of got rid of. Uh, so this, I got rid of some of the rest of our kind of wider team. 
we'd done a big project. I've, I've talked about this before on some other podcasts and stuff. And we did a, we did our biggest ever project, which was like a 50K um, UI and UX job, um, which was a fantastic job and everything. But it kind of, it, well, it probably was the final straw in my ability to, you know, project manage this kind of disparate team at the time. And I was micromanaging so much and this project was, it was worth double 50K. But it was, you know, it was 10 times more than any of our other budgets. So we were kind of blinded by the money and, you know, just thought it was a fantastic opportunity. And it really, to be honest, it was kind of the, the final straw in, in my kind of, I was kind of done after that job. We saw it through to the end. Uh, and then we did what we've called, um, I've called in other kind of interviews. And the only way I could describe it was Dickie Birds went on hiatus and, uh, I was on an interview with Brent Weaver from um, YouGurus, and I mentioned this, and he was like, what's a hiatus? What's a hiatus for your agency? And I didn't really know, and it's only since that I did kind of give a valid enough answer, I think, but and he actually was very good at pulling an answer out of me. Um, but what I've kind of since realized is that the hiatus for Dickie Birds was that we stopped using the brand Dickie Birds and nobody noticed because the brand had such a lack of identity. It was meaningless. So nobody noticed we stopped using it. I went off and did my own WordPress stuff. Peter went off and did his UX stuff. And that was kind of the hiatus of Dickie Birds. Nobody even noticed. <laughs> and that's the thing. If you've got no brand, brand kind of identity or no authority and you just kind of Another kind of web design company just taking every job that turns up, which sometimes you've got to do that. But after seven years, you should know better. Um, that's that's what can that's what your brand looks like. It's it's kind of meaningless. So we went on hiatus, and in a kind of hippie kind of way, I went off and found myself in WordPress community. <laughs> okay, well that was going to be my next question. So during that hiatus, uh, because I know you and Peter are working together again, but during that hiatus. What went on with you personally? Well, um, the one thing I did was, um, because I'd kind of uh, broken up the entire team, which wasn't too difficult. It was just because everyone was kind of um, associates. So we just I just stopped giving work to people, whereas probably operating in a similar way to how you might have been previously, where you, know, you were managing a, a kind of remote team of different people and stuff. So I was doing that. And at first, what it did was, um, I think it's called Retreat to Business Infancy in the, uh, the email we visited. And what it did was just fired everyone, more or less, and just decided to do everything myself, <laughs> which for a while felt great because I was, you know, I didn't have any people to manage and, um, and I was learning skills again and I was using, you know, Theme Forest stuff. Sorry, you know, I know, I know now that's bad. <laughs> yeah, but that's how we learn. Um, so, the, you know, yeah, no yeah, judgment yeah. here. <laughs> no, you know, visual composer, all that stuff. It's not necessarily bad. I don't want to kind of, you know, say anything bad about the products and stuff. But I've learned since that there are better ways for, for us to do a more professional job and think as, you know, as actual professionals. But anyway, we, um, so I carried on doing this stuff and I was using as many kind of corner cutting tools as I could for a while just to kind of, be able to cope with the amount of work that we still I still had as a pipeline for a bigger company, but actually as just now just one person. So I was just using various different tools to try and get that done quicker. Because up to that point we just hand coded everything. You know, and this was only going back three years, we were still hand coding everything. Yeah. Um so we we switched and I was doing that. I, I say we, but it was just me at that point. And so I skilled up for a while. <clears throat> 
And then I started, and then I kind of went to a WordPress meetup, uh, met some great people there, and was forced to join a Facebook group, uh, which was, I didn't want to, I know I wasn't a Facebook user, I wasn't a Twitter user, I was kind of the person that says, oh, Twitter, I don't want to know what you've had for your tea. Or your, <laughs> I love, you know, the I generalizations just, live for all of us, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like sat-nav and stuff like that. You know, some people say, oh, sat-nav, it just does this for you. And I was like, Twitter, Facebook, oh, it's just rubbish. It's just all this stuff. <laughs> so because I'd met someone in real, in real life, I tried to email a few people that I'd met at this, at this WordPress meetup. And I was getting like, I'd written like a, an essay to them and then they'd write two lines back to me. I was thinking, do you know what? People don't email each other anymore like this, do they? They're, they're talking in a different way. So I had to then get involved in different type of media and I had to kind of join, you know, Facebook properly and Twitter properly just to communicate to the people I was meeting in real life. And, uh, and that's where I ended up joining a Facebook group for a kind of local meetup. And then from there, I kind of realized, hang on, there's a there's a Generate Press group. Oh, that's cool. I use Generate Press. That's nice. Okay. Oh, there's a Beaver Builder group. Yeah, I've, I've heard that's quite a good thing. And so I joined those groups. I was getting involved with those, and I was thinking, this is this is cool. How everyone's really helping each other. I've never done that before. I've never helped anyone. And um, and that's probably where I got to the point where I probably created my first piece of content um, in a Facebook group. I think that was probably the beginning of my content creation and in my opinion is the beginning of the journey over a pretty short period of going from a complete you know uh someone who had a company that lost its brand identity lost his own personal identity was pretty depressed you know uh, about everything was doing it just to keep paying the bills from that point to content creation and the community kind of helping me get completely back on my feet and going to a point where we've we've now got a good we've got a good reputation we've got a good brand, and Dicky Birds is back together. You know, the band is reformed, <laughs> <laughs> and we love creating content. And we've got a niche that we work in and stuff like that. You know, so that was the beginning. Really, we I created the first piece of content in um, I think it was the Generate Press and the Beaver Builder Group. God, well, that's thank you for sharing all that. One, it's it's just it's a you know it's we all have that story, but I think the piece of, like I said, I love the sort of slow breakdown because it 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 happens on a very unconscious level. I think, and yeah. you just don't realize it till you're like, what happened? You're you're sort of in the thick of it, and yep. you know, and I think the key piece too is the fact that you, you know found the right communities. And it, it's very easy when you're doing this, even if you have people you're partnering with, but it's very easy to just kind of get stuck in your own space. And, you know, you know, that saying, and I'm sure you've heard it, but you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Right. And yeah. I, that has become so apparent to me. You know, I know for myself that, you know, I need to be around people that implement people that take action. And for a long time, you know, if you hang around people that like to be getting ready to get ready to get ready to get ready forever. <laughs> you know, it's very easy to stay in that space of never producing and showing up. Um, so I think the fact that you stepped into community is huge, you know, especially when it wasn't a natural comfort zone for you. It wasn't. And it was actually a slightly selfish uh, move as well. Um, you know, at that point, I'd skilled up enough and I was particularly happy with a particular website that I designed. And I kind of wanted to show off. I'm going to be completely honest here. I was just like, this is cool. Everyone's going to love this. <laughs> that's, but that's and awesome, so I, Paul. 
I know, yeah, but I pasted it and I thought, how can I not sound like an egotistical idiot? I know, what I'll do is I'll explain how I did this site and then it sounds like I'm just being helpful. But really, I just want people to to say they like the design. (laughs) (laughs) That is probably one of the most honest things I've heard anybody say on the show. And only in the sense that we all want recognition. I'm totally shouting, sorry. Like, but we all want recognition, right? We all want to know that that we matter and we're doing good work. So um, good on you for finding a way in. <laughs> I found a way to make it look like it wasn't my ego talking. But um, but actually, it was a kind of awakening, really, because I did get lots of people saying they liked the design, and that was nice. And, you know, that was kind of a, a nice kind of pat on the back and a kind of stroke of the ego. But then something a bit, a lot, well, not a bit, but a lot better happened. And... I realized that the stuff that I'd explained how I did this and did that was getting way more, um, was getting way more attention than the design. And I was enjoying talking about how, you know, how other people had done the similar thing or, or some other people saying, you know, Oh, I really, I really like how you did that. How did, how do you do that? And I was absolutely loving. I was just feeling so mentally healthy uh, telling people, oh, you can just do this. You can use this plugin, and this works, and blah blah blah, and stuff like that. And um, and I think the whole my whole perception of what I'd done shifted, and I kind of felt guilty at that moment for my motivation of why I'd done it in the first place. But I'm still absolutely glad I did because it did lead to so many different things. That that step, and all the steps before that that led up to that. Um, I mean, I could draw a diagram and I could show you, you know, different times that have led to the exact moment that I'm at now. Uh, Conversations, things shared on Facebook, videos created, conversations with people in real life and stuff like that. I can map it all out and you probably can as well for a lot of the stuff, you know. But, you know, we created that piece of content. Uh, People liked it. I realized that I could help people. And that was a massive boost because I didn't think I had anything to offer other than a cool, nice design that I'd done. I didn't think that in this world where everyone's got these brands and I haven't had one for seven or eight years, that we had anything to offer. I just thought, and it turns out we did. We had knowledge, we had experience. And and then over the period of, you know, a year or so, year or so after, that has just been hammered into myself that we've got stuff to offer and we can help people. And as a result, I just help people as much as I can by creating videos now that show people how to do things that I know how to do that they might not know how to do. Well, so in a way, it's kind of that, I don't know why I'm coming up with all these one-off sayings that are popping my head today, but, it. but it's, it's you know, it's, there's no such thing as a selfless good deed, right? And meaning that you feel good in the giving and what a win. I, I just, you know, even going back to you know, the recovering Catholic in me is telling you, you have to wipe away the guilt from the intention because you showed up and you gave. So you have been, <laughs> you know, that was your 10 Hail Marys for anybody who's Catholic. <laughs> but <clears throat> no, I, I just, I, doing that, you don't know until you do it. And and again, it's, mm. you're like on an island by yourself, even if you've got a business partner, but until you start getting into the, the community and connecting and, and having an audience and you forget when you've been doing something for a long time that... Mm. You forget how much you know, because to you, it's just what you do. And that, you know, it was Troy D one time reminded me, you know, there are thousands of people just discovering WordPress every day for the first time. Yeah. Or like for yeah. you to say, 
three years ago, I decided I better get onto Facebook and Twitter, right? There are people that are just jumping into these platforms today, you know? So I, I don't know. I think there's always somebody that you can help <clears throat> to your point. So <clears throat> excuse me, let's pivot a little bit. There's a couple things I want to talk, talk with you about because you had also done um, a really sort of raw video uh, in this very small private group that we're in together on Facebook about, you know, kind of the future of, of site design and where things are going and how do you pivot. So are you up for sharing a little bit of what that video is about and then where you see things heading? I can't even remember creating it, but I think I remember, uh, I can remember doing it, I think. And it was, and I remember posting it, if, if it's the one that I, I think it is. And uh, I was kind of really embarrassed because I tried to, it was like a face to camera thing. Yeah. Uh, but, but um, yeah, I mean, I think... I started to notice like a lot of people have that there's now a situation where you're, if you are, if you have been a professional web designer, web developer or something like that, you do have to do something now to make sure you maintain that status or the authority that you have got all that experience that is super valuable to people and you're super valuable to your clients as well um because if you don't do something extra special to stand out a little bit then you are then competing with uh all the people who are kind of coming into the market and maybe they're not even designers they're not even developers but they are you know selling they're able to create a sales page much better than you are and you know sell um some theme stuff or something and then just try and knock it together and then and stuff and so i think that i noticed that i needed to do something to start to stand out and i think what i i did was i decided to pivot from uh what was my previous brand and create a, a personal brand uh which turned out to be wp blueprint and um i realized that you need to that people like to work with people and people remember people and and that I was going to create a new brand and it would still be my web design company, but it would be me. Uh, and I wouldn't be no longer ashamed that it was just me because at that point it was just me still. Uh, we hadn't reformed DigiWords at that point. It was just me and I was happy to say that rather than kind of the opposite of it being just me and, and pretending every day that I'm something bigger than I, I'm, I am by, you know, you know, having Paul.Lacey at instead of just Paul at on my email or something. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of, you know, and then two offices on the website or something ridiculous like that. So, yeah, we kind of, I noticed that things were changing and the web design industry was becoming more and more competitive, uh, more and more commoditized. And it was starting to stress me out. And I, th and I thought, if, I think for our survival or my survival at that time, I need to do something. I need to find a way to get more clients. And I wasn't comfortable in doing things like going and starting applying for tenders or going to pitches and stuff like that, or doing, you know, cold calling or anything like that. The only way I could really think about it was to try and build a bit more um, personal profile in, in, the, in the industry so that I would be able to um, get recommended by peers, uh, work with peers on white label stuff, and when someone, you know, when we did go for a job or something, I'd be able to kind of, you know, say, oh, you know, we we create these videos about this and, and be seen as a kind of a teacher as well as a as someone who works, works, you know, with the tools and, and builds websites and stuff. Um, that's probably, that was probably what I was thinking at the time when I created that. 
Well, so with that, I mean, you know, let's talk a little bit about because you are obviously stepping into the content piece and you have a great reputation for what that's worth anytime. And it's funny because anytime I, I hear designer UI, your name comes up. Not that I'm in that space a ton, but it comes up frequently for what that's worth. And so, so with this space, like what would you tell somebody who says I have a solid web design business, but it feels like things are slowing up or things are drying up. What would you tell them? I think um, if someone is, is is at that point where they feel like things are slowing up and things are drying up, their confidence is probably taking a bit of a hit at the same time. So I think uh, really your company is sits on top of it sits you, you sit underneath your company in a way, and if you're not feeling good, then your company is going to start reflecting that. So in a way, you you've got to do something to try and boost your own confidence and the the way that you can do that for starters is to um, join communities like yours for instance and some of the other ones on Facebook you know the the groups that I'm in and stuff and just start talking honestly with your peers and you will find uh, no matter where you're at that you've got something to offer to this person and they've got and this other person has got something to offer to you and even if you're not creating content you actually just relight. You're just kind of you're redefining um, the the imagination of who you are. Because if if things aren't going too well, your perception starts to feel like reality. And you know your perception doesn't have to be your reality. It's um, your perception is usually the most negative version in in some situations. If you are on the slide, uh, so I would kind of suggest to people to first of all just mix with peers online, join communities. Uh, speak openly and help people where you can and start boosting your um, boosting your confidence like that. Um, in your group, you constantly um, encourage people and everyone encourages each other to create content. And I think that creating content is just complete therapy. So you don't need to have um, a commercial reason to do it. You can just, the reason can be, I think if I create this, it might help one person or two people or or even a million people, who knows? Uh, So I'm going to do it and that, you know, and I want to see people and and hopefully people will learn from that, whatever that content is, even if it's just a a kind of vlog about how you have suffered with some mental health thing or something, or, or if it's a tutorial, you know, I've done a kind of mix of all those sort of things and I know for sure that they've helped people and it's boosted my confidence to know that I've got something to offer. And and then once you've started mixing with a community a bit, if you're brave enough, um, create something and put it out there. In And if you've got a nice community around you of people that you've started to talk with, no matter how professional or polished that content is, you're going to get support for it. People are going to give you some advice on how you might do something better the next time or how they, you know, and you're going to get a reaction to it. And most of the time it's going to be positive. And once you start building your confidence, then you can start to think about repositioning your own business as well, because you'll kind of start to see the the things that you have as value. And then you might see that you can apply that to your business as well. And that's what we did. We realized that we really did know a lot about WordPress and web design and web development that we just thought we were completely, 
you know, below average on everything because we, our own perception of other agencies was massive agencies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was the ones that we, because we were looking, you know, we were just reading paper-based magazines because I hadn't been online and hadn't been, you know, mixing with other people who were running um, agencies like us, you know, smaller agencies doing great work, but not making headlines and, you know, winning, you know, international awards every other day and stuff. So that that's something I'd probably advise mix with peers, create some content, find your, find something that you like doing. And then you might find that you've got an angle on your business that becomes something that you also like doing with your business then. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. No, it makes a ton of sense. Uh, There's a bunch I want to unpack from it is that the the piece of, you know, connecting with your peers and and having conversations and sharing in a community is, I don't know if you've ever heard uh, James Altucher is an author, podcaster. I love him. He's kind of quirky. And he has this thing where he says, you know, practice the idea muscle, right? So come up with 10 ideas every day. He's like, I don't care if it's 10 ideas for a new deodorant or how to tie your shoes. But the point is you're practicing that, you know, you you start getting your brain to work in a little, little bit different manner. And so the benefit of being in that community is you see other people who have maybe been there and they're not afraid to ask a question or give an answer and you're and 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 you realize oh I can completely provide value here as well to your point and and so I think stepping into that and there's something fascinating I'd love your thoughts on this with I, I see this particularly I don't know more so with online marketing than anything and online businesses but I don't know what it is actually it might be the fact that you're you know you've got the world at your fingertips but why people, there's a fear of this sort of public practice that has to happen, right? I mean, I get, I, I look back at the first post I ever wrote on the WordPress chick. I've said this so many times and it's like a robot wrote it. I'm all, what, who is that? There's no voice. There's, there's no form, nothing, but I did it. I hit publish, but it's, yeah. it's through the practice and through the doing that you find the magic, right? It's, it's because you guys came back and you kept doing the work and you were engaging and then you started putting your stuff out there that you realize, wow, we're actually far above average in this space. And I can say that whether you will or not, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, so you, you, you have to do the work. And I don't mean that in a preachy way, I think from an internal sort of self-preservation thing, who you become Mm. in the process of doing the work is priceless. Yep. Honestly, our work has gone from strength to strength since we gained confidence uh, creating content and getting good feedback on that. The the confidence boost is just you know you you kind of your brain muscle or however it works. I don't really know much about science. Um, starts to believe the good stuff rather than the bad stuff. So I still obviously you know have the whole imposter syndrome thing. You know, I think like we all do. Does. I don't know that it ever goes away. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't, it doesn't, but it becomes less of a disease and just more of a kind of irritation Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, something you can shake off. You can say, no, 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 it's okay. I'm going to pitch for this job. I can do this job. And we're, we're really early in our content creation life because we, we just were ignorant to it for so long. I think we've really only, you know, or it's mainly me, but, you know, created content for probably about a year. But the the things it has done for our agency has been amazing. You know, we I can't I can't tell you how. And whenever I see someone who starts creating like 
some videos on the internet. There's a guy at the moment, I think he's called Tim, who's creating some amazing, um, can this be done with Beaver Builder videos? And I hit him up with a private message. And I was just like, this is so cool. You know, and I told him exactly what, it, you know, similar things that we'd done, had done for my agency. I was just like, just keep doing this, keep doing it. It's, you're going to, you know, you're not going to regret it. Buy that microphone that you said you were thinking about buying. Just, just do it. It's not going to, it's going to, it's going to work out for you. And we've, we, the, the, um, the opportunities that have come to us through creating content and just, you know, like you say, just showing up have been pretty astounding. You know, I think we've, we've probably had more luck as well. Uh, than than average you would get from the content that we've created, but the the doors it's opened and the opportunities we've had have have made base is what is why Dicky Birds exists again. Oh, that's that's purely why Dicky Birds exists because of of um, what starting out creating content did. Oh my god, that's huge! I have to ask you where where is most of your content living? So at first it was secret almost. It was uh, <laughs> it was in it wasn't secret, but we would. I say we because it's now a we, but I'm going to say I. So I would post um, videos into the uh, Beaver Builder group and the Generate Press group, and I was using Loom. You know, uh-huh. use Loom. I love so that. So there's no cha- there's no channel. You haven't got a channel. You haven't got a base where you go. Oh, I'm going to subscribe to your Loom channel or anything like that. So for a long time, I just probably created about 15 to 20 different videos, and usually it'd be I'd see someone had some kind of problem in one of the groups and then i would create a kind of tutorial in response to that uh, but also kind of solving a wider a wider problem as well or we would kind of see uh we would learn something in i would learn something you know from someone else uh about process or something and then i'd create a video that showed how perhaps i might have used something like content snare or or project huddle and how not not just how do you use project huddle or how do you use content snare but how specifically we use it you know as you know almost like hacking the tool to 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 help us in a way that it's maybe not even designed for and so we share that information and i know lee jackson always talks about abundance mindset and i remember when he said that and um and I always thought, yeah, I'm going to always have, you know, that's a good way to think. I'm going to try and always have an abundance mindset because quite honestly, Kim, I don't really think that much myself. You know, a lot of the way, a lot of the things that I, my philosophies are borrowed from everyone else. You know, you, Jim Galliano, Lee Jackson, you know, these different people who say these phrases like just show up or, you know, I'm not going to, uh, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it or abundance <laughs> mindset or all this stuff. All this stuff, you know, I'm like, yep, I like those phrases because that actually works for my brain. And then it, and then I, I remember that and then I try and apply that to my life. But um, so we'd create Loom videos, uh, which so they're, they're not stored anywhere other than in my Loom account. I don't even know where they are. They're like million video down in the list or something. Um, and then we, uh, from there, I was invited on a couple of um, podcast type things so i went on david Wombs's um channel on his youtube thing and did a, a website stripped down uh which was great and then and then nathan and david invited me to the geography build thing so some of the content that we've done is me talking on other people's shows like this so i guess that's collaboration content that counts okay so it? you are gonna please tell me you're gonna pull all your loom videos get them onto youtube get them as blog posts like <laughs> we're gonna chat after we're done recording like I've- yeah, I've got a YouTube channel now. I started my YouTube channel about four or five months ago, 
and you know up the game a little bit and create the little intro bit for each video and, and actually wrote a description for each one and now i've kind of you know thought about it a bit more strategically so i've got a kind of a, a little series on the you know beaver builder up skill videos and stuff like that and then i've kind of done some other stuff in more private groups so um you know kind of like smaller mastermind groups where you've got a few hundred people um like the innovator group and there's a there's another one that i'm in um with a guy called dan and i'll create videos and just post them in there which are really just private to that group but it's still kind of it's kind of a small uh a sort of small audience content but the youtube channel has been really cool um i only just really started doing it recently and um posting those videos in in the beaver builder group or generate press group or wherever they're relevant it's been really fun and we get you know i get a really good response to them uh, really super kind words and and as a result um dicky birds and me uh are now classed as you know some kind of expert in beaver builder or an expert in generate press or an expert in this or you know people who know something about um agencies and it's not so much that we're a massive expert in these things it's just that we turned up and spoke about these things and it's amazing that the perception when you do that, people do perceive immediately that you're an expert because you're you're talking about it. Yeah, um, that happens quickly. I, it really is. So yeah. I, I just I hope I want to see you guys get that all published on your own site, though, <laughs> from from the SEO perspective. Um, I know, but bad, isn't it? well, you know, and that's not a judgment. Like you've you've done a lot in a in a short window, and I you have a great brand, and you know so. And there are all, only so many hours in the day, but okay. So I am going to jump into my request for you here <laughs> as we keep going. Okay. So for everybody, uh, you know, listening to that, <clears throat> I have this little wish request. Paul is like, "What is a wish request?" All right. So <laughs> first of all. Uh, I, I should have you explain a little bit because you have done a lot with Generate Press and you have some themes built specifically for Generate Press, which I have used one for a site yeah. that I bartered with. But um, so oh my god, I was like, I was like, wait, wait! I fell in love with Generate Press and I hadn't used it until because I had been such a big uh, Genesis person for a long time. But I love page builders; everybody knows that. So I was like, oh my god, Generate Press is so amazing and so yeah. that with beaver builder is like done it's done <laughs> so here's my wish can i ask you this really quick yep this is so and i'm sorry i think i was gonna let you speak and then i jumped in again but is <laughs> this is so sorely needed for whether it's beaver builder elementor or i'm actually having some fun with with breezy.io yeah. but is there are no good funnel pages for any of these builders. Everything out there is websites. Like all the yeah. templates I look at, Power Pack, and then you've got Michael Killen who's done the um, Beaver Funnels, but that's really sort of yeah. for the structure of building out a funnel and keeping your pages organized. And they've got like a, a content, kind of a content generator. I apologize, Mike. I don't remember what it's called. But I'm like, there is no good looking... Like, I want to be able to say, I need a webinar funnel that I can put into WordPress, right? Like, I've paused my ClickFunnels account. God bless them. But everything, you can tell. You look at it, you're like, ClickFunnels. And to me, I, if I've got a page builder, there's no reason I should be doing anything outside of WordPress, in my opinion. So I'm just going to throw that at you. I would sell, market it, promote it, do it all day long. I would love to see people get into 
some funnel pages, marketing pages for some of these builders. What are your we'll thoughts? Do we'll do it. I mean, you know, I know, I know you know about our connection with Generate Press and Beaver Builder, and there's, you know, uh, a 100. percent We 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 are you know we we did so basically we did the Generate Press website. You know, you know that we did generatepress.com. That is 100% as a result of raising our profile in the world of Generate Press from making some videos. So as a result of engaging in that community, we got to design, you know, the website for one of the the most you know well-known, most popular, and the best theme for WordPress that exists, in my opinion. <laughs> I love it. It's beautiful. Well, first of all, the site looks beautiful, but the theme is awesome. I love it. Yeah. So. There's no way that we would have got that opportunity without doing some content marketing around the Generates Press space. It's impossible. We wouldn't have got that opportunity. Tom Osborne from Generate Press reached out to to me and said, you know, I really need to up my game on the website. I've seen some of the stuff you've done. I know your personality through the videos that you've done and I've seen you communicate in the in the community and stuff. So he knew me as a person. And he knew our work and he knew that we were capable of doing it. And so we did it. And um, there is a little story about that one as well, because I'm so grateful to <clears throat> Generate Press uh, for, you know, the $20, $29 that I paid once about three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and all the work that we've that's come as a result of doing that. I actually did upgrade, by the way, to the monthly because I felt so guilty. And I have sent him coffee money a few times before. <laughs> anyway, so Tom, Tom was like, how much to do the generatepress.com website. And I'm thinking this is like the best website for our portfolio we could ever imagine. We've done big stuff years and years and years ago for big, you know, big companies like Disney and stuff like that when we were, you know, white labeling and stuff. But this was like a super amazing brand that I absolutely love this brand. It's my favorite, you know, it's one of my favorite online brands, Generate Press. And something happened and I'm going to, I'm going to do this whole guilt thing again. Right. So (laughs) I, I, I could not figure out a cost. I could not figure out how to price this. It was it was priceless to me. Um, I knew, you know, I know Generate Press probably makes you know decent money. It's easy. You can do the figures and see how many users they've got and everything. So I know there's no money issue there. But at the same time, I felt massively indebted to Generate Press, the company, and Tom Osborne. So I said, you know, Tom, I'd love to do this, and I'd actually love to do it for free. But I don't want to do it for free because I don't want you to have you know, a feeling of lack of value for the work we're doing. And I don't want us to devalue the work as well. So I came up with this kind of scheme, which really the scheme was a kind of way to get out of trying to come up with a figure because I couldn't do it. <laughs> and um, so I said, Tom, how about this, right? We figure out what a, what a figure might be um, that would even be mates rates or something like that. And we do this website for you at that cost, but you don't give the money to us you give 50% of the money to a charity in Canada and then you give 50% of the money to a charity in the UK. And obviously you loved the idea and and we kind of shook on that really. So um, we felt amazing about that because we got to do, you know, rewarded for all our hard work in content creation and all that sort of stuff resulted in us doing our dream job. This was our dream job. And then we were able to help other people with it and, um, and also, I think it also probably gave us a bit more creative direct, um, creative um, flexibility on it because we were more, we kind of then partnered up for a common cause. So uh, he ended up uh, donating half the money to Macmillan Cancer Support in the UK. 
And then the other half went to the, I think it's called the Children's Health Foundation of Vancouver Island, which is where Tom lives. And so, which is kind of like a kids uh, charity. Um, it says champions for the health of every island family. So I think it helps out. Uh, it says children may be 21% of island's population, but they're 100% of our future. As champions of healthcare close to home, we help children with health challenges reach their full potential today and every day. So we all, you know, me and Tom and Peter, all involved in this, felt so good about that. And we created a, you know, a kick butt um, design, in our opinion. It's probably the best design we've ever done, ever. Uh, we're so proud of that job. And as a result of doing that, we also ended up doing the Generate Press sites, like you said, that, that you've been using. We did them for free. Everyone's doing those for free. Um, but the kudos and the you know the profile raising is amazing for that. And then the most craziest thing happened. Then we went to WordCamp, and we sh- we met with um, the Beaver Builder guys, Robbie and Justin, and some of the other guys from their support team. And we'd been working on this, these kind of templates for Generate Press. We got talking with the Beaver Builder guys. They were aware of us because we'd done some videos and stuff. I hadn't befriended them on Facebook because I was too shy. They were too like. They were They're the nicest amazing. guys. I love them. Oh, yeah. They were too amazing to be my Facebook friend. You know, I was just like, <laughs> no, I, I just can't. I can't press that. So friend funny. Button. <laughs> so anyway, we got talking. because It's like photos of us all having beers together and stuff. It was amazing. And 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 they were like, do you know what? Um, and I'm allowed to talk about this now. This is legit stuff we're allowed to announce. They said, we're building a new version of Beaver Builder 2.2. It's got all these amazing things. We would love to have some row templates in there. Um, can we hire you to design the row templates? And I was just like, "Yep, deal, done. That's it." <laughs> and they're like, "And they were like, how much?" And I was just like, "No, we're not. We're not charging you. We're not charging you. Let's call this a collaboration. Let's collaborate on this. Let's do some cool things. And then maybe one day down the line, you know." the Beaver Builder guys might hire us to do their website as well. So who knows? <laughs> oh my God, that's exciting. So are the row templates there? So the only thing I can think of that it reminds me of is sort of, because I've been playing what I said with Breezy is the block. So you're basically going to be able to drop in. Exactly like that. Oh, yeah, it's exactly, I love it's exactly where this like is that. going. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like that. But that leads up to the funnel stuff that you were talking about because um, you know, we've we've promised to generate press. We'll make another at least five more sites for the generate press sites um, that will be free. And I'm waiting for Beaver Builder 2.2 to be you know fully released, so that because the design possibilities are so much better with that, it's so much easier to make templates. And 100%, I need funnel designs for my own business. Uh, you probably need some, and yes. it just totally makes sense to. And, and that's what generate press sites for me is anyway. We create sites that we then use as kind of starting points for our own projects anyway, but we get to put them out there and see other people using them. And it's so funny because we get to have the credit link in our footer and we see in our you know Google Analytics websites half built. <laughs> so we can see because the credit link's still there and it's still linking to our site and we can see, oh, look, someone's downloaded, you know, branded, which is probably our favorite one. And um, and you can see they're adapting it, and it's it's fantastic. And then you reached out and said you, you know, you'd build one and everything. So I'm 100% yes, we will make some um, some row templates for Beaver Builder that will be perfect for funnel speci- uh, situations. And then we'll probably even make a um, a generate press site that will be basically you know a bunch of funnel pages 
uh, that you can use and you can redesign in any way that you want. It just feels like the way forward because everyone's talking about funnels. We're doing funnels all the time and stuff. But, um, but yeah, the row templates were really good with Beaver Builder, I think, because, I mean, we've basically finished them now anyway. Um, but we have taken it from a different angle than everyone else. If, uh, whereas most of the other companies who are doing the rows, you know, with all the different page builders, they're quite highly designed. Mm-hmm. And then I've always found you have to then uh, undesign them, if that's the word. <laughs> you, know, you kind of have to undesign them, and then you realize you spent more time reversing it than you would have just if you'd done it yourself. So we've kind of made sure that these are kind of rows that have all the elements in, but the design is very, very light on them. They still look lovely, but you can... You could almost use them for wireframing if you wanted to. So I'm really excited about that. And honestly, Kim, if I hadn't created, if I hadn't post that selfish website design that I did a year, a year ago or so, or a year and a half ago in Facebook group, just to get my ego boosted and where that led, we wouldn't have been doing generatepress.com. We wouldn't be able to do generatepress sites. We wouldn't be doing Beaver Builder stuff. And we wouldn't be able to tell clients that we are pitching to that we work with Beaver Builder and Generate Press, which 100% has helped us got some, get some bigger jobs and helped us scale up our agency a bit. It's amazing. I can't believe it. Honestly, I can't believe it. <laughs> Content works. Well, and the other thing is that the whole, you gotta, you gotta stop with the selfish thing. That's only because I, I have had to flip that. And I, I really believe that if you're not selfish, you're selfless. And then it's kind of that, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first. If you don't take care of you, you can't serve. And I think that there was probably an internal nudge that was like, go do this. Even though you said mm-hmm. you were doing it for accolades, it doesn't matter. I think it's yep. it was a total gift to the community. So, um, okay, well, I'm going to hold you to the funnel pages and I will market the bucket out of them because <laughs> I, it makes me a little bit crazy. And it's, you know, it's like, I can use all these tools. I am not, I know what I like in terms of the way things look, but I'm not a designer. And so mm-hmm. when I have a starting point, it makes my life a hell of a lot easier. And and again, I mean, there's no reason, and, and I'm not knocking, but for people that use WordPress, there's no reason to need funnel software really. Right. I I really believe that with, and I do like what Mike's doing with, with Beaver funnels. And so there's no reason we just need good looking funnel pages. So I'm going to request a webinar funnel first. Okay. (laughs) Great. Will you, I mean, will you, can I request something to you? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Will you help me uh, just with a kind of basic brief of what the perfect webinar funnel would be just a list of stuff and we will make it no problem absolutely absolutely yeah. i i totally will and i promise that i will be the crazy promoter supporter do whatever i can <laughs> so awesome. you guys heard it awesome. here first um deal <laughs> that is really fun okay good so lastly let's kind of wind down here a little bit so you've got some cool stuff coming so my question was going to be for what's what's coming for the remainder of 2018 but so we've got the beaver builder row templates holy moly that's exciting what else are you guys working on uh, more generate press sites. Um, we're also um, we're trying to build our reputation in U- UX and UI. Uh, Peter is a total expert in that, and he's really interested in raising his own profile in that because he's seen what it's done for us on the WordPress side of things. So at the moment, he's um, so Peter works in our office one day a week, and then four days a week he's doing an amazing job uh again this 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 one has come we got this job from part of our you know um looking looking a bit more profile than, than we were um so dickie birds one of our clients is land rover jaguar and so at the moment we're 
uh, designing some secret stuff for them. We can't say exactly what it is, but they're one of our clients and stuff. And and as a result of doing that, they're one of our first UX clients that we can actually say they're our client because everything else we did for UX was white label. So we can't put any of the stuff on there. But Peter wants to make sure that uh, the next contract we get for UX um, is a senior UX designer. Um, so we had this idea that we would make this little YouTube uh, series called UX with Peter. And uh, we've tried to, we've tried a few little recordings here and there, and he's moving to my town in about two weeks as well. So we'll be able to hook up, for, you know, in the evenings a lot more um, to hang out and make, you know, make this YouTube series, which might even be a, a podcast. Who knows? I don't know because I always, you know, come up with these crazy ideas and I don't know what will happen. Do but it. We want to start creating. Yeah, we want to start creating some content in and around UX, I think. I think that's something that we want to do next. And uh, as for, you know, what are the rest of plans for 2018? It is kind of, you know, grow the agency a little bit and and create, you know, a nice, stable, a stable kind of platform for it to keep going. I'm super excited for you guys. I love the UX thing too. And, you know, it's funny. I did a, a live stream this morning in my group with um, – Reese Lyons, he's actually in the UK, yeah. and of SendPilot, and I was telling him, and I said the same thing to Mikhail Yang of ManyChat. I love the UI on both of those tools. Like when I log in to to use it, like it's, it's I'm happy to be in there. Like I don't want to log out because it looks so good. I love the way yep. it looks. I'm like, it is so important. And I mean, and all the stuff you guys design that I see just looks amazing so i am so i I just think that is a really really brilliant idea i'm so excited for you paul with and peter with everything you guys are doing it's just like i feel giddy like i got all these like little christmas treats today (laughs) it's i I have to stay calm i have to stay calm i mean you know the 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 things that we could we could create we, we just for fun you know we know that they'll be useful to people we know that they will help solidify things in our own minds because it's amazing when you you know when you do a webinar you know when you do on kim mm-hmm. and you talk about something like um like your course you know the amazing free course that you've done right Thanks. um i imagine when you did that you've actually learned from yourself some things that you'd forgotten but taught taught people on the course <laughs> and now you remember them much easier because you spoke them and i, I don't know what it is it's kind of like you I guess it's like, because I never revised for anything at school. I never, you know, there, were, there was exams and I never did one minute of revision. I, any kids listening, don't do that, you know, revise and practice. But what I realized is that when you create content, it's almost like revision for your own mind. You kind of learn the thing that you speak out loud because you do have to articulate it rather than leave this thing that you know as a kind of unstructured mess in your mind. I don't know if that makes some sense. It makes no, it makes a ton of sense. I was sitting here thinking about that with because you know it's the point of like using Messenger, and I keep thinking to myself, I'm you know I'm going through this free many chat course, and and I'm I'm like Kim, you got to just say okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop in here for half an hour every day because the more I practice it, and then with my Facebook group, I'm like, you guys, I'm gonna show you how I set this flow up. I'm, I don't see myself. Who knows? I'm going to their event in Austin, but like I don't see myself like teaching or selling. I don't know with many chat, but I know that the more that I can share it, show it, talk about it, practice it, it, it just that's how we learn and that's how you find out you get feedback and people are so appreciative when you solve a problem for them or you give them an idea or you give them a suggestion you support them through something you know it's almost like you know i'm a gary b fan but where he's like you know god he goes i give away so much free content i practically guilt people into buying my books and that's kind of my attitude it's not the intention necessarily but it's and and for me i'm like if i announce i'm doing a live stream well now i have to do it so (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, it works. Um, Paul, where is the best place for people to connect with you? Okay, so you can find our website at dickybirds.studio, which is D-I-C-K-I-E-B-I-R-D-S dot studio. Um, you can find me on Twitter, WP underscore Paul Lacey. And you can find me in Kim's group as well. And uh, the Beaver Builder group, the Generate First group, the WP Innovators group, and a bunch of, and WP Builds, you know, all the, all the kind of groups that we probably, a lot of us know. I'm I'm in them, you know, chatting away and and instead of doing work all day. Uh, and by the way, uh, I just want a quick mention: chatbots, 100%. They're the future. You know, they're big yep. in 2018. Um, we're we're trying to call them not chatbots to our clients. We're trying to call them uh, um, conversational user interface <laughs> because it sounds it sounds better than uh, chatbot. But I just think you know they're going to be a big thing, and so. Uh, anyway, that's another conversation. <laughs> it is. And so for everybody listening, uh, all of the links that Paul just mentioned, I will make sure they will all be in the show notes for you. And be sure to connect with him before he gets super famous and is super busy. So <laughs> um, it, it's coming, Paul. It's coming, Paul. It's. I'm so happy that we got to connect finally. And it has just absolutely been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much, Kim. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. All right, guys, you know the drill. Hang on. I'm going to repeat some of those links for you. As always, thank you for listening. And if you've not left an iTunes review or Spotify or Stitcher or somewhere, I'd really appreciate it. That's it for today. And we will catch you next week, guys. See what I mean? How do you not love that guy, right? I had sent him. Here's here's a fun little Kim fact. There was a, a Chris Pratt video that I, or excuse me, image I saw. He had sunglasses on a baseball cap. And I'm like, oh my God, is that Paul Lacey hiking <laughs> out in Hollywood? Uh, it was a photo online, guys. <laughs> I'm not like the celebrity stalker. Anyways, if you want to connect more with Paul, you can go to dickybirds.studio. And it's D-I-C-K-I-E birds.studio. Or go to kimboyle.com forward slash generate press. And you can see all of the design work that he's done for generate press. And I will keep you posted. Make sure to connect with Paul on Facebook, through his website, anywhere else. But he's got some really cool stuff in the works for WordPress, funnel magic. And I can't even say anymore. But just just follow the guy. He's awesome. All right, guys. I love you tons. As always, thank you for listening. Be sure to leave a review in iTunes. I'm just going to keep asking until you do it. And I will catch you next week. <laughs>